Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. You know, over the past year that we've been recording this podcast, Scott and I have met some amazing individuals and received some amazing advice. So we decided to do something for our audience that may or may not be able to listen to every single episode. We put together a white paper slash ebook of the top seven things that you must do in your agency in 2018 and 2019. We're giving this to you guys free as of right now. You can text the word book. B-O-O-K to 251-418-4724. Follow the prompts and you will promptly receive that book. Or you can email me at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. That's not going to be automated like the text, but you can receive it that way as well. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. I am your fearless host and leader, Mr. Scott Howell with I Protect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Before we get started on today's show, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama. He is a Parade All American Rivals five star recruit. And he is bringing the kindness revolution to the Mobile metropolitan area. Please join me in welcoming the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Man, I am doing fantastic. Thank you for letting me be in Mobile, Alabama today. I am proud to be an American. Guys, before we get started on this podcast, I want to say this. Our mission on this podcast is to help you insurance agents in any way we can. Sales, marketing, accounting, finance, whatever it may be, hiring, firing, digital media, whatever it can be, lead generation, which we're here to help you in any way we can. The way you can help us is subscribe to our podcast, like our podcast, follow us on Facebook, reach out and touch us. We'll be happy to get back in touch with you if you email us or DM us. Before we get started today, I just want to say this is probably the most excited I've ever been for a podcast, and I'm about to tell you guys why. We have got a guy in studio with us today, guys, that is the real deal. And like I've said before, Scott is never at the energy level he is until we have an in-person guest. It, when it, I am a freaking tornado when we have somebody in studio, and especially somebody like this. I am sitting in the studio at Deep Fried Studios right now. I've got my producer in here with a soundboard, and I've got a videographer in here that is recording all of this right now with a gentleman that's with us today. I have the honor... And I am humbled to have the honor to have the number one freaking ranked REMAX agent in the state of Alabama in real estate sitting in this studio with me right now. He's got 17,000 followers on Instagram. He is married to the beautiful Carlin Carruth. He lives in Orange Beach, Alabama, and his videographer, Blake, who goes by the AKA name of Lux. Lux, shout out, brother. And is an Auburn fan, War Eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the other incomparable Mr. Ricky Carruth. How are you, Ricky? What is up, guys? Good to be here. Super stoked. Man, I am fired freaking up to have you on this podcast. I've got 4,732 questions for you, <laughs> starting with... <clears throat> 
very rarely, guys, do we get to have somebody that is the best at what they do. I am sitting here right now with somebody who is the very best at what they do. He is he is fantastic at what he does. Not only is he fantastic at what he does, he is fantastic on social media too. Bradley will attest, and I've watched a bunch of his stuff on Instagram. He is fantastic at Instagram. He gets it. He understands it. He understands it to the point that he said, you know what? If Gary Vayner freaking Chuck can do it, I can do it too. And so now he has a videographer following him around everywhere he goes, which is the world we live in now, right? That's right. That is absolutely right. I mean, Bradley and I dream about one day having a videographer following us around everywhere we go. I don't have one. I don't have anybody following me around. I am excited to have you here today. I am blessed and I am grateful and I am humbled that you would actually be with us. Seriously. And I'm looking you dead in your face when I say that, truly. So let's go back. We're going to go back to 2008. I know that we had the crash of the real estate market. I was in the development business and the construction business right there. I've been very open on this podcast about how it ruined me financially because I was in that back then. I have a sneaky suspicion you were probably in the same boat. Put us in your DeLorean. Put us in your time machine. Take us back to 08 and move forward to today and just talk a little bit about what you've done since then to get to where you are today. Well, to go all the way back, really, you know, everybody sees 08 as the crash because that's when the stock market crashed. Mm -hmm. But really, real estate started coming down long before that. 2005, I sold my last property. I got in in 2002. Uh, I was 20 years old. I was a millionaire by 23, you know, grew up roofing houses. And lost it all in the crash. Went mm-hmm. bankrupt, sleeping on friends' couches, uh, slept in my car a couple times, went back to roofing, worked on an oil rig for a year. And uh, 05 was the last property I sold um, until 08. Mm-hmm. 08 was the year wow. I got back in real estate, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the most foreclosures. That was that was when everything was, was really down. Uh, but there was so much opportunity mm-hmm. during that time. So what what happened was in 05, when, when, when I sold my last condo, January 05, you know, and everything started to crumble all around me, mm-hmm. everybody said, you know, give it two years. Give it two years. We'll wait two years and it's still bad. Wait another two years, it's still bad. It was a really bad recession. So and going from middle class roofer to millionaire overnight in my 20s, mm-hmm. Not knowing what to do with money, not knowing which way to go. I thought I was doing the right thing by investing in real estate. That was the golden rule growing up. Mm-hmm. But nobody said there was a right way and a wrong way right. to invest. So borrowed a lot of money and it eventually bankrupted me. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the time, man. That was the that was the turning point. That was that defining moment mm-hmm. in my life. That was when I had the most personal growth. Uh, that's when I really opened my eyes up to the fact that I'm not invincible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not Superman on, on the level that I thought. And you got to play it smart. Mm-hmm. And and what I realized was I read 100 books during those couple years. Mm-hmm. I uh, studied the market, did so much just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was, and it's true in insurance, it's true in any industry, going after the deal will ruin you. Mm-hmm. Because A... When the market does dip, there's less deals, and mm-hmm. you feel you feel claustrophobic in the market. You got to go. Right, mm-hmm. your bills pile up on you, and B, people know it. Mm-hmm. People know that you're just there for a deal. Mm-hmm. They can smell it on you a mile away. They can. Right. They can smell desperation. Yeah. So during the crash and everything, and everything that I learned, and everything I read, and thinking back of how I lost it all. I realized that it was it's just all about the relation. I ha- I wasn't worried about people. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do a deal, sign a deal, get closing, get that check. Right. That's all I cared about. I really didn't care after that. 
And the market was so good, you didn't have to care. You could mm-hmm. just do another one, another, another. But when it crashed, then I realized what it's all about. So in 08 was actually my return. And that's when I, I started building these relationships. Mm-hmm. There was foreclosure agents that were handling all the foreclosures, maybe four or five agents handling all the foreclosures, mm-hmm. making 30 or 40 grand a month. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so envious of these agents. You know, I sat back and took a hard look at the situation and I said, you know what? Because they wouldn't answer their phone. There was no customer service with mm-hmm. those guys. They it was just deal, 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 deal. From the yeah. bank, mm-hmm. You know, listing it, selling it, taking orders. They didn't care mm-hmm. about answering the phone. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, you know, I actually called out my greatness at that point. I said, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be the guy that represents the buyers that buy these properties. I'm gonna create that relationship with those buyers. Later on, when when those buyers sell that property in a few years, because the market's gonna come back. I'm going to represent them selling it. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to buy something else and upgrade. They're going to refer all their friends to me, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be a snowball that just explodes over time. And I said, what will happen is the foreclosure agents now will be gone because there aren't Mm going to be any more foreclosures, and these guys don't answer their phone, and I'm going to be the king. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Those, Those guys aren't around anymore, and I just continued building that snowball of Mm -hmm. of clients. You know, the rest is really history, but it's all about the relationship over the transaction. And so Mm -hmm. many people get that wrong. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the the term, I called out my greatness. Where'd you get that? Did you come up with that? Just now. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably going to get that tattooed in old English on my back. (laughs) I called out my greatness. I love that. No, no, no. I have a video on YouTube. If you go back, I had lunch with a guy. And uh, I was explaining to him this story where I actually called out. I mean, I I, I told people, I said, I'm going to dominate mm-hmm. the market because of this, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of this, because these guys are doing it this way. Right. I'm going to do it this way and we'll see who ends up on top. Right. Well, it's kind of, I mean, identifying what all your competition's doing and then doing the opposite and doing it better. Yeah. Going against the grain is always mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren Buffett has the saying, you know, well, you know, you should buy when people are, you know, mm-hmm. selling and sell when you should buy. It's the same thing. And in, um, and in a way, really getting back in the market in 08, there's nothing but upside. You didn't know that at the time, but you just sort of rode that wave in a way. I wrote a, I wrote a book about this. It's called List of Last, How to Survive Every Real Estate Market Crash. And mm-hmm. it's everything I learned in the crash, right? And what it embodies is the, the fact that there's so much opportunity when the market crashes. Mm-hmm. And agents have it backwards in their mind. It's all in their mind. They, they don't know. They don't realize it. They, they see scarcity. Mm, right. They don't realize abundance. And, and when the market crashes, the buyers that buy when it's down, they want to buy right now because while mm-hmm. it's down before it comes up, right. they're mm-hmm. investors. And the people that sell got to sell right now. They're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so you got people that really want to buy and really want to sell, have mm-hmm. to sell. There's a lot of urgency and all the agents have gotten out of the business. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ones that stay and realize this and know that it's all about contacting people and saying, what in the world can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then building and focusing off that answer and building your database and connecting with people and then have a system to stay relevant with everybody for the rest of their life. How do you lose? Yeah, I have something I love to do with guys that are uber successful like you. And I find this to be extremely intriguing. So what is a day in the life like for you Monday through Friday? What, when do you get up? What do you do? What's your routine like that day? I get up at 4.30. Do you? Every okay. morning. Yeah. And I get up and I do cardio. I drink one cup of coffee and some water and do cardio. I'll ride a bike. I'll do sprints. I'll jog uh, for 30 or 40 minutes. Then I ate a big breakfast. Mm. Big breakfast. Oatmeal, eggs, fish, steak, whatever I got. Eggs, mm. oatmeal, and a meat. 
And then, uh, then I go to the gym. That's about six o'clock. Mm-hmm. By then, I go to the gym. I power lift for an hour. When you do cardio, what are you doing? I'm jogging. I'm sprinting, okay. or I'm riding my bike, whichever I decide when I right. wake up. Some day, you know, since I go so hard, mm-hmm. some days I might want a little less of a, right. you know, so I ride the bike. I'm still getting it in, right? And it's I a like, matter of just doing it. The thing about that is, is it's still pushing yourself in a different area. It's mm-hmm. not right. the same as jogging. It's different. You're you're working different muscles, mm-hmm. right? So it's so it's positive that you're working the different. If all you did was ride the bike or all you did was jog, that would not necessarily be the greatest thing because you're just working those same muscles all over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. And and your work your, your cardio is different. When you can do several different things and work your heart out differently, you know, and right. kind of confuse it. Staying that, comfortable. That's where you go. Yeah, that's yeah. where you, you push it. You know, I ride the bike. I'm really pushing it. Mm, I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I did the bike today, 12 miles, you know, and then I, and I go to the gym and power lift and then come back home, get what, ready. What, what about 7, 7 a.m. now? Coming back home about 7, yeah, 7, 7. Okay. Yeah, 7, 7, 15. And then I take a shower. I'm to the office before 8. Okay. So when I get to the office, that's my time to meditate about my business. I take 15 minutes and I just sit there. I go through all my emails, all my notes, all my deals, all my follow-up stuff, all my appointments, everything I got going on. And I want to take one sheet of paper and I want to organize everything going on in my business mm-hmm. in terms of appointments, negotiatings, people I need to follow up with, deals I got, you know, what all is going on. That way... At the end of that 15 minutes on this one sheet of paper, I've got everything I need to know about taking my life to to the next level Mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more. I can't, you know, I've sit there for 15 minutes and think of, is there anything else I can do today Mm -hmm. that I can put on this piece of paper, you know, that's going to take everything to another level? Right. So I've got huge goals way beyond, you know, I'm talking 10 years out here. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's all about the daily habits. Are you reviewing those goals, short, mid, and long range, when you get to the office as part of your meditation? Not really. Okay. No. For me, I'm kind of different. I mean, there's really no need to look at that because mm-hmm. you don't control the results. Mm-hmm. The results control the results. You can only control your daily habits mm-hmm. and what you're going to do every day. Right. right? So I don't care about the the results. I know the results will happen when they're supposed to happen. And in 2014, I did 600k in, in personal income, and I wanted to do a meal the next year. You know, so the next year comes around, I make this grand plan to do a meal, and I say I need to make this many phone calls, do this many this, this many listings, this 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 and this. And so January comes around, and I try to implement this plan. February comes around, March. By March, I start to realize I'm not hitting this mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not doing eighty thousand a month to get mm-hmm. to the mill i'm still at 50 a month mm-hmm. what am i doing wrong how you know and what it was is is, is i was putting too much on myself mm-hmm. right you, you and your goals are like that and i was trying i was trying to control the results mm-hmm. right was the problem and you can't do it like that you got you got to control your daily habits mm-hmm. let the results happen when they happen and then be patient Right. Yeah. Put the work in. If you if you're putting the work in, then you, then you can go to sleep at night knowing I, I did it. Right. Right. I did. I, I might I might not hit a million dollars this year like I wanted to, but I did what I was supposed to do. I did my full potential. My full potential is where I want to be. Yeah. So we, you know we talk marketing a lot on this podcast. It's really easy, really fun, really sexy to talk about 
chatbots and automation and and lead gen and and things like that that are that are hot button issues and Alexa skills and don't get me wrong that stuff's important but we had a guy on this podcast before you Troy Thompson who is a very 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 successful insurance agency owner who literally knocks on doors every day so to segue into talk about the importance of cold calling in 2018 because I know you're a big big proponent of that big fan of that I think it's the only way to really exponentially grow, period. Yeah. You know, the same reason why technology is not going to replace insurance agents or real estate agents is because of the voice-to-voice that has Mm -hmm. to happen. The voice-to-voice is what technology can't or hasn't figured out yet. So the voice-to-voice, that's where the relationship, when they hear you and your your personalities, you know, just it just feels right. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Not uh, an automated email, not right. a Facebook ad, yep. not a Instagram post. All that stuff is branding you mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. when you do finally talk to them. And then exactly. they feel like, ah, oh, I kind of know this guy because exactly. I saw him on Instagram. Now I'm talking to him. Now I'm putting the voice with the face. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you're getting somewhere. And too many people are relying just on the social media just on that right. the the, the advertising they help each other it's it's a facet that that helps if you take out everything but the phone calls you can survive mm. right but if you do everything but make the phone calls you're dead in the water yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people think phone calls and they're scared to death a you're not you're scared of something that you don't even know what you're scared of right you know when people say i'm scared to make calls i say well what exactly are you scared of and they don't say they can't say anything Mm -hmm. now they might say well what if they ask me a question i don't know or what if they you know hang up on me and all this stuff that you're assuming what's going to happen there Mm -hmm. you can't go on anything assuming and b nobody's going to expect you to know everything about the universe dude there's a lot of agents out there that know way more than I do in my market mm-hmm. as far as like about the properties and all this and all that. I don't know half the stuff that they know, but I'm confident they're focused on w- what questions they're going to be asked and if they're going to hang up and what they need to be focusing on is, is how can I connect with this person and help them? Mm-hmm. Right. And that would, that would boost their confidence that the fact they're looking at it wrong, you know? So if you take out everything but the calls, I went all the way to 2016 with no social media. I did 100 deals a year in 14, 15, 16. January 17 was the year I started doing social media, last wow. January. Didn't need Why it. Why would you need that? Yeah. I, I created relationships. I used email to nurture the relationships. I killed it. And the only reason I'm doing social media now is because I jumped into the writing, speaking, coaching yeah. part of it. And, you know, so then I said, okay, I got to climb this mountain. Right. And I love a challenge. It's really why I did it, because I felt like I I figured real estate out, and my brain needed something else to do. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's a big mountain. Social media, the different platforms, how mm. to succeed, how hard it is. Tell us why you decided to jump into the coaching, mentoring space. New challenge. Yeah, I was kind of bored. You know, I mean, you make a million a year, and then I go home, and I'm just sitting there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to keep that void filled up with something. So... I want to talk to the insurance agents listening to this right now and real estate agents, because if I'm a real estate agent, I got to listen to this podcast too. But you go back to you controlling your daily habits. And what I've always said to to insurance agents is this. If I see what you're making this month in commissions, okay, 
I can just about tell you what you did a month, two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. So, so whatever you've done in that three months prior in the insurance business is going to show itself right about now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think the same is true in real estate. You know, if, if you have a great month and you just blow it out of the water and then you just sit on your ass for two or three months, well, at the end of that three months, guess what? You're not going to have any closings. You're not going to do it. You're not going to have any business. Right. Kind of the same thing. Now, going back to your daily routine, 8 a.m., we do office, we do emails. Are you just jamming the rest of the day? You've got you know meetings and phone calls and problems. Whatever's on that piece of paper. Okay. Whatever's most important. I might have a, a listing appointment or I need to make you know, 15 follow-up calls of people that said they might want to do something or need to show property, or Mm -hmm. I might have a podcast, or Mm -hmm. I might need to do a live training session. Whatever's on that paper, that's what I got to do, you know? Do you have any certain time at night when you just turn it all off? Or do you, are you one of It just depends on what I have going on, because see, what's so crazy about everything I'm doing is, is I'm one guy. Right. I have Blake, I have uh, another assistant, Christy, he's my real estate assistant, and I have a girl named Brianna that works part-time that just kind of does a little real estate and a little the, the coaching stuff. And really, it's just me, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Blake does a lot of videos, but I do a lot of videos on my own. Mm-hmm. I'll film and, and edit them myself. Mm-hmm. I edit all my podcasts. You know, a lot of my podcasts are, are recorded coaching calls I'll have with, right. with people that win them off Instagram. <clears throat> and uh, I'll record them and put them on there. I do all that. Mm-hmm. And so at night, that's kind of my chance to, if I need to edit something or if I have some, you know, like mm-hmm. really good ideas about some Facebook ad I want to do or or something like that. So some nights I come and I, I take a breath of fresh air and I say, oh, good. You know, I don't have to. I, I feel like I'm where I need to be right now. Mm-hmm. I can just chill out, you know, with the wife and just hang out for, uh, you know, a night. And there's other nights where I might edit till... 10 or 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, I get up at 4.30, so, you know, about 10 o'clock, I'm pretty dead. The next question, what time you go to bed? Nine, most of the time. Nine o'clock. Talk Nine. about the 321 Club, what you do with that. 321 Club is just an Instagram contest, basically. Anybody that wants to have a call with me, I do two or three a week, and all they have to do is follow me on Instagram at Ricky Carruth, turn post notifications on, and then comment hashtag 321 under all my posts. Okay, and so I pick a winner two or three winners every week. So the 321 Club is actually something I came up with that basically just means have no fear. If something scares you that you know is going to make you successful, like making phone calls, public speaking, being on a podcast, meeting someone you never met before, calling the CEO of some company, whatever it is, and it's scaring you to death, but you know you need to do it, just say 321 and just do it. Mm. It's right. like jump, jumping off the high dive when you're a yeah. kid. Yeah, rip the Band-Aid off. Right. So I really believe in in going towards your fear. Yeah, you mm, know? I love that. And so I created 321 Club as a way to bring awareness that we need to be fearless because you're not going to grow if you're not out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right. You're just not. Mm-hmm. You're just going to stay right where you are. If you're comfortable and you stay comfortable, then you're just you're not going to move. You're right. just comfortable. Uh-huh. You're right. just going to stay there. But if you get out of that comfort zone, like me with public speaking, you know, I started speaking about a year ago. I was terrified the first couple of speeches I did, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's getting better. Now I'm getting a little yeah. more mm-hmm. into the flow. Now I'm enjoying it. Now mm-hmm. I'm really getting into it. I knew, though, that whenever you're scared of something, it's only a transition period of time 
of doing that, whatever it is, before you get to where you're not scared, you know, like making phone calls, make a couple thousand calls and mm. then see if you're still scared. Right. If you're scared to do speeches, do a dozen speeches and see if you're still scared. It's just, it, it's something that doesn't last. Fear right. is something that doesn't last and it's holding everybody back. People are so scared of everything, mm-hmm. you know? So I think fear is the biggest the biggest thing that's holding everybody back, you know, in anything in their life. Let, let me ask you this question. How involved are you in the Orange Beach community in terms of chamber events, um, just local involvement down there? None, really. <laughs> I love that answer. None. None. I, uh, I would love to be, uh-huh. but I'm too busy trying to save the world. Right. You know, like Orange Beach is great, and, and I'm really good friends with a lot of the politicians, and we're all – you know, well, I'll do anything for him and all that stuff. But but uh, is that is that because you've been down there for a long time and like you said, you know a lot of people down there. Yeah. So it's There's almost no like need to really do yeah, it. That you you already know all these people yeah. anyway. So I know them. I could know more people down there. Yeah. Um. You know, but when you find something that works, you go all in. Right. Double you down. Know? Double I mean, down. Triple down. You know, down, yeah. down there, my market. You, you know, you got to find where where where's your clients. Mm-hmm. If it's insurance, where's your clients? Real estate, who are your clients? Who who are your best qualified clients? Who's gonna what what's the definition of the highest quality prospect for any business? I don't know. Married, couple kids. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's the the prospect that makes you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. Yeah. That is true. Right? Yeah, that is true. That's what you want to with the to least look amount of hassle. <laughs> when you're when you're when you're prospecting, you want to think efficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to think just a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to think efficiency. You want the most efficient. How do you think I sell 100 properties a year as a single agent and outsell all the teams in the county by myself because I'm efficient? Mm-hmm. I know I understand efficiency. And you probably have stuff you turn away. I have stuff I can't get to yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. How, how do you think I'm building what's going to be the largest uh, real estate coaching company in the world by myself? Because I understand efficiency. Mm-hmm. I can see the efficient movements that yeah. need to be made to make stuff happen. So for me, it was condo owners on the Gulf. Mm-hmm. They make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. Right. Once I figured out the relationships over transaction thing, it was just to create as many relationships with those people as I can. That was more important to me than the chamber parties, mm-hmm. than all the social events and everything. I know a lot of real estate agents that go to, go to those things and... I'm sure they have a good time and everything. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I, I'm about business. Mm-hmm. I, I want to help people feel like everybody has their own way. And I figured out how I can help the most people. And I'm going to go all in on that. And when you develop these relationships with your clients, you talk about developing relationships and multiple sales over time from developing these relationships. You're really getting in the boat with these people, learning about them, understanding them, what they're needs and wants are and then you know holding their hand through the sales process that's kind of what you're doing right yeah during the deal i'm all in yeah you know i'm all in i want them to know everything going on i want to really make them feel so special because they are right every prospect to you is worth 10 to 20 deals to you Mm -hmm. over the life of your career right okay through repeat business referrals and referrals of referrals Mm -hmm. right and when you really go even deeper with it, you can think about those referrals of referrals or even the referrals. They're worth 10 to 20 deals right. to you because they're going to come back and they're going to refer people. Those are going to refer people. And so when you really think about it, each prospect could actually be worth 100 deals to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
This is the way you got to think about it. And, and it's even if they do not do a deal today or not. Yeah. This is where real, real estate agents drop the ball. If they're not interested in doing a deal, they just throw them to the side mm-hmm. and keep going because they're looking for that deal where only less than 1% of people are going to do a deal with you the first time you talk to mm-hmm. them, right? Less yeah. than 1%. Right. Where I win is the 20 to 30% of people I talk to who like me enough to do a deal. They're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And I capture those people mm-hmm. for when they are ready. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to 100 deals a year. Right. What do you do to stay in front of them? Weekly email. Okay. Yeah. Every single Wednesday since 07. That includes a, what What do you include in that? Market information, a nice okay. picture, article, events, whatever. It's is, very is simple. It simple, yeah. Very simple. Yeah. People don't want a lot. Of, they don't want to be yeah. drowned by yeah. all, these, all this text and all this stuff. They want a nice visual. They yeah. want good content. They want to know what's on the market, what's sold in their building. They want to know all the, all the key things, not... How to cook shrimp etouffee mm-hmm. in, in the winter, or <laughs> right. what color to paint your walls mm-hmm. because it's spring and all that stuff. That all that automatic stuff, yeah. That auto email drip stuff. Those are the agents that technology is going to replace. Right. They're not providing yep. any service. Right. Yep. Right. I've referenced this on the podcast before, but when Gary V did the. Ask Gary V with Frederick from Million Dollar Listing. Yeah. They were talking about technology disrupting a space. And they said, yeah. look, the A and B players are the ones that adapt and get better. It's the C and D players that are the ones that get eaten up. And it's sort of like what you talk about with the crash. You know, the number of agents goes down, which creates an opportunity for the people who really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, what's so crazy about what I'm doing in the real estate coaching industry is, is I actually want to create such a movement that that when the market does crash, we don't lose as many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want there to be more agents mm-hmm. this time it. around than there is, you know, last time, because the overall goal for me and the reason why I do it for free, you know, like my coaching program is free. It's legit. It's because I want to reduce the failure rate in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do something real. Something yeah. that means something and, and will last forever. So what's your what's your next big mountain to climb? Are you just gonna stay with what you what yeah, you got for, on your plate? Well, right I haven't now? I haven't climbed this real estate coaching mountain yet. Yeah. You know, I wanna absolutely dominate, be the face of the real estate coaching industry, knock off everybody that's that's in my way. Uh, same way I did the real estate business down here. I'm just going to, you know, once I get to the top of that, we'll see. That's what I'm focused on now. And that's a five or 10 year plan. That's not something that's going to happen next year, yeah. but I'm, I, it's, it's happening. What motivates you? What Happiness. gets you, what gets you up every morning and gets you going? I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. Pushing. Mm-hmm. If I can't breathe, if I'm not moving mm-hmm. forward at yeah. a really high velocity, mm-hmm. I just can't breathe. Right. If I'm not producing, and I'm not doing something that matters, then I just can't breathe. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just unhappy. Mm-hmm. I can't lay around and not do anything. I can rest and sit there for a second and catch right. my breath, yeah. but I can't just not have a goal that's bigger than, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. that's gigantic where I want to save the world or something. I just can't. I, I have, you, have you always been that way yeah, since, you, since you were a kid, yeah. even? Yeah, I knew, I knew this from day one, that I wanted to do something to change the world. I knew that it was going to take baby steps. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first got in real estate, the real goal, the actual, my thought process was that I wanted to do it to help first-time homebuyers. I wanted to help people that couldn't really, they mm-hmm. didn't know the process or they were having a hard time with it. I wanted to help them, you know, go through that and help them get that home they thought they may not have gotten or whatever. Right. When I got in real estate and worked with a couple of those, I thought, I figured it out really quickly that those aren't, 
the people that I want to try mm-hmm. to help because the process is so grueling. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. There's there's a lot easier transactions to be had. Right. And it's not that I don't want to help the first time home buyers, but but I want to help more people. It's right. back to and the so least amount of time. That's when, I, that's when it comes back yeah. to my efficiency yeah. and knowing that that's not efficient if you want to really go big. Right. Talk about, and you mentioned it earlier, the importance of patience. Talk about that. Well, like that year that I made 600K and wanted to make a meal, you know, it took me actually to 2017. Last year was the year that I actually hit that for the first time. So it took, you know, it was 14. You know, I wanted to hit it in 15. Right. 15 was the year that I that I learned patience because I saw I wasn't going to hit it. I was like depressed, mm-hmm. like deeply, like what's wrong with me mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I actually I hired a coach, a real estate coach, and thinking he was going to teach me the the tactical action. What was I doing wrong? What do I need to do on a daily basis to get where I need to be? And what ended up happening was people need a coach for for one of three reasons. They either don't know what to do. They need, they need to know what to do. Uh, they need to be held accountable. They know what to do. They just need some accountability or something's going on mentally. Mm-hmm. They, they, need, they need a somewhat of a shrink right. to help them straighten their mind out. Right, right. And I yeah. thought I needed to know what to do, but really I needed my head to be straightened yeah. out, okay? Mm-hmm. 600K is a good living. Mm-hmm. No, nothing to be depressed about, okay? Right. You know, I was going to do the same thing next year. Nothing to be depressed about here. Mm-hmm. You're doing great, Ricky. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if everybody has to go through that or not, but I definitely did. And that's when I learned patience because he taught me that that it's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? You're doing the work. It might not just happen when you want it to happen. Right. And that's when I really realized that you don't control the results, you can only control what you do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so the next year I did 600K. The year after that, I did 750 or so. And then the next year after that, I, I did the mill. But I was happy the whole time. I was happy with that 600. I was happy with that 750. I was happy, you know. Because you it, knew you were going to get it. When that, when, that, when that light switch went off and I realized this, now I was good, mm-hmm. you know. And now... I'm kind of struggling with the same thing with, say, YouTube subscribers, right? I want to have 100,000 tomorrow. Right. Well, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. But the momentum that I am growing at, um, I know it's going to happen. I just got to keep putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm happy because I love the process. And that w- that's what gets me up every morning. Talk about, and this is something we actually have never covered. Talk about, and you can talk about you specifically or just theory, but talk about your YouTube strategy. Mm-hmm. Because you do a phenomenal job on YouTube, despite the the less than hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, no, it's it's growing actually really fast. It is. Um, I love YouTube. The the uh, the engagement of my of my videos, I would say, it's are, off the are, charts. Um, you know, a lot better than a lot of the my competitors who have a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand subscribers. Um, and you engage back is which yeah. one thing that was w- w- originally when I was watching an Instagram video, you pushed everybody to YouTube. I went to YouTube. I was like, well, let's see if he engages back, and I mean, it's like immediate almost. Yeah, that's a big thing with social media is uh, to engage back. You know, when you engage back, it means something to right. that mm-hmm. to that person, and you know they continue to follow. They 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 say, look, you know, and and if you're if you have credibility in whatever you're trying to do, and they know that you're going to engage with them. Wow, how cool is this? Mm. This guy is, you know, at the top. Here I am at the bottom, and he's conversating with me. Mm. Man, I love this guy. Right. That's why I'm doing the coaching for free, because they love you, mm-hmm. right? 
like all the real estate coaches out there that that charge, mm-hmm. people like them, mm-hmm. okay? Some mm-hmm. of them hate them. Some people hate them. Some people like them a little bit. Very few love them. Mm-hmm. But the free coaching opens up a whole new dimension of love mm-hmm. across the board. Now right. I have an army of people who love me, right, and will do anything for me. And and that that's that's how you win in that industry. But uh, what was the question? The YouTube strategy. Yeah, YouTube strategy. So there, there's there's a lot of different things. We could talk a long time about it, but A, it's got to be good content, right? And the thing is right. that <laughs> at the end of the day, if you have something you're passionate about, you want to build a personal brand, you just have to start. And in the beginning, it's gonna it's not going to be great, right. right? But the good thing is, is you don't have any followers yet. So all the time that you're making these videos that aren't any good, nobody's really seen them yet. You're practicing. Right. You have to go through that period Mm -hmm. where it's not that great and get better and better and better. You know, it's like it's better to have content that's not great in the beginning, uh, you know, zero to a thousand subscribers. And then all of a sudden now you're doing okay content, a thousand to three thousand subscribers. Now by five thousand subscribers, your content's on fire. Mm -hmm. And now you jump up to ten thousand quick. Yeah. So just start. Kind of like our podcast. Yeah, just start and then and then let it be bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And then just continue to get better is really the um, strategy for all social media. But your tags right. have to be good. Your thumbnails need to be good. Your subject needs to be a searchable. Mm. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do it every time, right? But you right. have to have certain videos that you're strategic about what people are searching uh, there's an add-on. Forget the name of it. You can you can look it up, but there's an add-on. You can just download it onto Chrome, uh-huh. and then when you search on YouTube, like if you search insurance agent, then all the other searches of insurance agent pop underneath. Mm-hmm. It tells you right there how many searches per month each of those keywords have. Wow! Right, and then you and then you can take the best ones and use that as you can put those. You know, like if you know insurance, you know how to sell insurance is a big one. You know, you can have that be a video. Mm-hmm. That's the, one that's searched like right. twenty thousand times a month or something. Mm-hmm. You make make a make a key video on how mm-hmm. to sell insurance. Right. You know, and and then you just kind of build videos around what people are searching mm-hmm. on YouTube for, and so, you, and be strategic in that. Have those tags in your description. Have those tags in the actual tags. Now you can't do tags from the phone, right? You can only do them right. You do it. You do it when you the, upload them. Yeah, on yeah. The computer. Is it the enhancer? Is that the add-on? No, I'll. Uh, I'll if you'll get I'll, it, I'll, we'll we'll link it in the yeah, show I'll, notes. I'll, uh, I'll send it to you guys. It's it's really cool because it's just free. Yeah. You just you just download it and then like when you're searching stuff on uh on YouTube, it'll tell you what you know and and you can get real creative. You know, you get real creative with what you search and find out what people how many right. searches per month. Right. And then YouTube ads. Right. You can run ad. You can take your video and you can run it as a display ad against people who search certain key terms right. in a, on YouTube, on YouTube. Yeah. Like and, and it doesn't matter. They don't have to search that that tag right then. It could be they searched it last month. Mm-hmm. But when they come on and they're looking at videos, yours, one of the videos they could choose. Like yeah. It just pops up kind of as an ad. Not not the ones where it's streaming in front of the video. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. those. Pre rolls. Those are called stream in stream ads. Yeah. I'm talking about display ads. That's where it's at. Right. I've killed it with uh, with display yeah. ads. The in stream is more spammy than anything else. Kind of is, but you can really. But if you have, but if you have something good, like a hook. If you have five seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can really do something cool right there, because they work. If you if if it's good, you know, if that first five seconds really does something to mm-hmm. them emotionally. Mm-hmm. You can you can get them there, but it's harder. 
Right. Yeah. Well, man, this I, is the quietest Scott has ever been on a podcast. No, I, hey, listen, not not really. I mean, when I have a good guest on, you shut up. I, I shut up and let them talk. <laughs> I believe it was your beautiful not, wife that told me to do that. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Scott, shut the hell up and let people talk. Damn. <laughs> No, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's very rare we get the number one guy in any particular industry on here. I could sit here all night and ask questions. I, th- I think the one question I had that hasn't been answered is when you're delegating your time during the day, I know for me a lot of times clients will, you've got a, a, an hour booked with them, and then it seems like an hour turns into an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that gets back to the shutting up stuff. Yeah, a little bit. But do you watching your clock and making sure you're not over extending yourself? With I'm any... very much a time freak as Are you? far as being on time right. to stuff. Um, I was here a little early. I mean, I'm really uh, – my wife hates it because she's not. She's right. the opposite. She doesn't care for they're right on time, and I love her for it. She's going to listen to this. But like when I'm with a client, nothing else matters. Right. They want to spend all day – with me mm-hmm. and I had a hundred other things to do, I'll do those hundred things tomorrow because right. all that matters is the client, even if they don't want to buy anything today. Right. It's not about the deal. Right. Right. It's about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you making them number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. All those other things, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. You know, if I run into a thing where I have another client that I'm supposed to meet, you know, well, now I'm really in a pickle, right? right I right. got one client I'm trying to make feel special. And then, but then I have another client where if I don't show up, that's really going to hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you get, you run into those situations and what do you do? Well, you have to tell the first people, give yeah. them way far ahead of notice. Right. And say, look, I got to be somewhere in about an hour and a half. Give them a real heads up. You mm-hmm. know, hey, you know, let's, when you see where it's going. Right. And you see that it might go there. Right. You know, you just have to be smart about it. And the thing is, is you go so deep with the relationship, mm-hmm. people don't care. Right. People don't care. You, not that I would ever do it, but there's clients that don't care if I stood them up mm. or something on accident or something like that. I would never do it, but but that's where the relationship there again wins. Right. Yeah. It's because you get lenient. They're lenient with you yeah. on a lot of stuff. Well, I've, I've said this on a previous podcast, two or three podcasts ago, the amount of people, I track everything and the amount of people that do business with me because they like me yeah. is the largest portion. Yeah, people think it's oh strength the company and this and and obviously price factors into that, but it's it's people do business with people they like. Yeah, and if you're not somebody they like, the chances of them yeah. doing business with you goes down significantly. Well, and the other flip side to that coin too is when you're doing business with somebody that you've developed in uh, a relationship with and gotten in the boat with, and and really know what they're about. Yeah. When you have to have those damn tough conversations, it goes easier too. Yeah, it does. Right. The, 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 and you can be ones, way way more real too. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I've told this on a podcast a few episodes ago. My life changed when I started serving others with zero expectations and doing for others with zero expectations. And I have none anymore. None at all. Yeah. You want to do business with me? Great. You don't? Great. You need my help? Great. You need me to come over to the house and help you with something? Great. You want to cancel your insurance with me anyway next week? Great. Do it. I don't care. I'm going to serve others. I'm going to continue serving others without any expectation of anything in return. And when I did that, when I started that is when my life really changed. Yeah. It's unlimited. It is. Business is unlimited. Right. So why should you care about the deal? Right. Right? 
Why not uh, help the people since the deals are going to come in? They're unlimited. Exactly. Deals are a dime a dozen, right? Relationships right. are not if right. you have the wrong, wrong mindset. Right. right. Why not do something that actually matters? I'll tell you a quick story. When I started coaching last January, I was charging, okay? And, and after about maybe a year into it, I had 200 paying members of this coaching program, right? Automatic payments, about 10K a month coming in. Wow. I woke up one morning and said, this isn't me, right? I'm I'm not running my coaching business like I'm coaching my agents to run their real estate business. I'm coaching them that it's all about the relationship. And here I am saying, give me 100, give me 50, give me 1,000, give me mm-hmm. 500, give me 200. So it took me about a month to wrap my head around going free mm-hmm. and what it would actually do long-term. And, and I said... That's it. So I turned all their on one day. I turned all their automatic payments off and had a meeting with them. I had this private Facebook group, and we all you know got together. A big announcement. They don't know what it's going to be. And uh, I go on there and I start explaining to them, "Hey guys, everything that you guys have been paying for is now going to be free to the world, right? Not only that, I'm going to make it better. I'm going to give new people more than what you you have that you've been paying for. But this is why, because I want to make a difference." I want to go bigger. There were 300 people signing up for a webinar. 100 would show up and one or two would sign up. That's not helping anybody. There's 300 people there that wanted help. And now I got two people that actually took advantage of the value I was trying to give them, Mm -hmm. right? Because they got to the end of the rope and said, Ricky was great. We loved what he had to say, but we knew it. We knew he was going to try to charge us something there at the end. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where's that little thing at, right? I don't want to be looked at like that. Yeah, I want to be yeah. looked at as this guy that actually made a difference and then turn around, make money off books, speeches, affiliate stuff, sponsorships, and stuff like that. And it's actually going really great. Right. But not a single one of those 200 people asked for a dime back mm. because of how much value that I brought them and how much they knew that I cared about them and what my intentions were with it. So tell us, number one, how people follow you, and number two, how they reach you for coaching if they are in the real estate industry. Mm, I love that. The coaching stuff is at zero to diamond.com. Okay. That's where everything, I mean, you can get me, everything's there, all the social stuff, all, all that stuff. YouTube at Ricky Caruth, uh, Instagram at Ricky Caruth. I got a Facebook group for real estate agents, zero to diamond. Email me, Ricky at zero to diamond.com. Um, it's all there. It's all free. If you go through my YouTube videos and you love them and you, you know, you got all this value and there's something there that, that you think you, that is missing, tell me. Because I'm not trying to hold back. I'm not trying to keep right. any secrets. That's another reason why I went freeze because if I went to a speech, I would have to hold back certain things that other people were paying for, right? And I wasn't free. I couldn't speak freely about what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I couldn't give it to them. They, they weren't getting the full Ricky. And if you did, then that's unfair to the people paying you. They would have got you. mad. Yeah, yeah. Or they would, I was expecting them to pay. I want to leave something out. But now... I can tell everything, leave it all on the table. There it is. Do what you want to do with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on today. I'm going to go ahead and I'll close. I'll tell you, he was going to be good. Oh, he's fantastic. I love you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I do. I love you. And I'm going to tell you why right now. But before I tell you why, guys, we did it. Bradley, we did it. We, we, just, we just broke the Guinness Book of World Record for the most podcast in a two-day period. We did. Folks, so. we just did 11 freaking podcasts in two days. Bradley asked why I'm being so quiet, because my brain is mush <laughs> right now. That's why I'm being so quiet. But I love Ricky Carruth. Let me tell you why, guys. I love him because he's, he hustles, 
and he's trying to do the right thing by people. He's realized, and it, and it took him like it did me a long time to realize that it's about relationships. It's not about the deal. It's not about how freaking much commission you make. So, so I'm going to challenge each one of you. Call out your greatness. Call out your greatness. Control your daily habits. You want to be a success in the insurance business? Hustle as hard as guys like uh, Ricky Carruth do. Guys like Mike Stromso do. Guys like Chris Paradiso do. You know what all three of those guys have in common, Bradley? Every damn one of them gets up about 4, 4.30 in the morning. Yep. Okay? So if you're not if you're not successful and you're not getting up at 4, 4.30 in the morning and getting going, maybe we need to start right there. Okay? Yep. But as I always say when I end this podcast... Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go out there and and sell insurance, make money for your family, write good business for the agency that you represent, write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you too. You too, buddy. Yeah, great day. Guys, thank you for listening to the Insurance Guys Podcast. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.